Life is messy and hard and full of opportunities to learn and grow. I'm Mandy Jenkins of the Kindred and Brave Project. I believe that our humanness makes us kindred and that sharing our stories makes us brave. It's about heart first, human centered, story driven connection. It's about community and it's about time. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be back with you today at the end of a very weary January. Coming at you um, tired, like probably many of my fellow parents out there are. If you have children that are in school, you have probably experienced in the last month many either illnesses or weather-related school closures. Uh, My children have not been back in school for a normal week since Christmas break ended. So for a whole month, we have not had a, a week of normal. And that is so tiring. And I'm bringing that up not to complain, though there is space for that, but just to uh, affirm that it's okay to be tired and really validate that, especially if you are um, a working parent or, or if you're a stay-at-home parent. When we have our routines disrupted, it is exhausting, right? Um, my husband and I have done a lot of juggling and gone are the days of regular snow days for kids. Um, we had some cold days, some ice days, a snow day, and each of those was met with online learning to do for my son. So just added work on top of our work. So if you're exhaling at the end of this month and just hoping to start again in February, please remember that is allowed. I've also been doing a lot of reading on this concept of wintering and how funny it is that for so many of us, January is a time when we make New Year's resolutions and try to start new things and new habits. And we've talked about this before the year ended. That's not necessarily smart goal setting to try to do everything all at once, but it has also been brought to my attention that winter is a time to cocoon. If you look outside, you know, nature and the animals have been preparing for this season for a long time and they are not present and and cocooning, so to speak, and all huddled up and cozy. And it's okay for us to do the same and not get right back at everything or start all the new things. So a new month is coming and I encourage you to meet yourself with some grace if you've had some bumps and bruises over the last couple of weeks in this new year. And I'm very excited to talk to you today about the upcoming episodes. So we are going to do our first series on a topic that has been on my heart really for, I would say, gosh, the last 12 years in some capacity. And it has really reemerged again since I moved back to the Midwest in 2020. So that topic is about friendships and making friends as an adult. It is messy and clumsy, and it is a whole new world. And it feels a lot like being in middle school. And I don't think we talk about that enough because even when 
you have your people, inevitably your schedules change or somebody moves or your children's schedules change or somebody gets a new job. And so there is this kind of ever shifting cosmos of trying to keep up relationships and friendships and they do take work. And I think it's so important to talk about that and really dig into some of the messy stories that we've had. I will share in some of the coming episodes a hard story that I experienced actually when I moved back. Um, I lost a friend and the reason is still very, it's unknown to me. It was my, my oldest friend, so the friend that I had had the longest in my lifetime, was also one of the few people that had said goodbye to my mom before she passed away. So my mom was in her last stages of life when the world was shutting down, COVID had become uh, a reality. And so we weren't letting many people into the house. And um, I shared that experience with her and we don't talk anymore. And that's really hard. And so I also want to honor the fact that friendships, you know, we gain new friends and it's important to learn how to make them and to create connection and keep connection and all of the elements of communication that go into that as well as talk about when things fall apart and honoring the grief that comes along with losing friends because even though they're still alive and living a life they're no longer in your own life and and that's hard right so over the course of the next few episodes we'll be digging into some books that I have read over the years that I think will not only help give us a foundation for some of the aspects of friendship that we can pay more attention to, I would also like to keep the conversation going. And that leads me to my next really exciting announcement. The Kindred and Brave Project officially has a community. So this was a big part of the dream for me in hosting this podcast. As I thought about talking, right, and and hoping that people hear and are willing to share stories in return or share episodes back and forth with, with each other and family, I also envisioned a place where we could gather together and get real and messy and vulnerable in a safe place. And so I have created a Mighty Network. A Mighty Network is a platform. Um, It is, it has an app. So you will be able to download that if you choose or just go online and jump into our network and enjoy the conversation. So I'm going to take some time to tell you a little bit about, about that and what it will look like. This is a soft launch, if you will. So what... I want you to do, and what I hope you'll do is go to my website at mandy at kindredandbrave.com, or you can email me at mandy at kindredandbrave.com, and I'll send you a link, or you can go straight to the website at kindredandbrave.com, and you'll see a pop-up to join the network. What I love about this is you're not going to be on social media, so I think so many times when we try to join online groups, we can get really distracted by ads or other messages. This will just be a Kindred and Brave Project space for us, right? And a little bit about that space, I've really worked over the last couple of months about honing the purpose. And here's what I've come up with. <laughs> 
we are bringing together women or those that identify as in mid-ish life to explore their passions and support each other through life's transitions so that we can grow, communicate, and heal in a way that connects to our values and fosters community. So can men join? Sure, of course. I will say the elements of what I will be uh, creating are geared more towards women and motherhood specifically. Um, However, it all will be welcome. The other thing that you should know is the general community is free. So you will be able to hop on and I've already created some what I would call discussions, right? They look kind of like a post in Facebook or a discussion board if you've ever seen one of those on another website. There is a question or a thought or a quote and you have the opportunity to answer the question, take a poll, vote for something, share your thoughts. So in these early weeks here, I hope that you'll hop on and you will help me continue the conversation. We will start really guiding around the concepts of friendship and into next month, February, when we officially launch, you will see that there will be some cohorts created. So these will be places where we can meet up on Zoom and have groups that will be facilitated either by myself. So as you know, I'm a mental health coach. I'm a college instructor. I've been facilitating small and large groups for over 15 years now. And it is what I miss the most about living in Seattle and working at the co-working space, The Riveter. I used to lead a weekly group twice a week called Goal Getters and met a magical community of people who really wanted to set goals, but what happened was very much organic and way more beautiful. Because as I tell my coaching clients, we are holistic beings. So if you started the year and you thought, I want to get a new job, or I want to try to be more patient with my kids, those are, well, they're kind of arbitrary goals, number one. But number two, as you're searching for your job, if you're a parent, your kids are probably home sometimes sick or school got called off. So that impacts your job search. Or if you're trying to get to the gym, your kids probably got home, got sent home from school sick. So that impacts your ability to go work out. So all of these aspects of our life meld together. And we ended up having such beautiful conversations about the messiness in the middle of trying to get shit done trying to do the things we want to do. Um, Sometimes we have that inner dialogue that tells us we're not strong enough or brave enough or fast enough or good enough to do X, Y, or Z. So all of those things that come up, you will be joined by me as a facilitator and a cohort of people to share your stories and hopefully feel seen and heard and valued in community. We will also be doing a grief group And I've taken some votes on social media already. We will hopefully have some great guest speakers on special topics, probably around friendship, building community, right? And I think a book club would be really fun. So ideas are flowing in. For right now, 
to join and pop in and just get started getting familiar with what the site looks like and answering some of the questions. You'll also be able to see where other members live. You can chat separately with other members. So we're growing something big here and I'm really, really pumped about it. Um, as time goes by in the next few episodes, I will give you more details, including some big giveaways for early subscribers. But for right now, your job is to just go to kindredandbrave.com, follow the pop-up, and sign in to Mighty Network. Now, hopping back over to this idea of what our series will look like, you know, I just turned 41, and I was told in my mid to late 30s that 40s are when you really fall into yourself and, and you're, you're calm and you you know you really stop caring as much about what other people think and holy shit for me that wasn't (laughs) couldn't be farther from the truth so I want to share a couple of stories and I wonder if they'll resonate with you I've already told you that I moved from the Midwest to Seattle when I was 27 years old and it was really difficult to make friends And there are sociological studies about why that was. But eventually, when I had my son and joined my PEPS motherhood group, I found my people. And we were family, as we called each other. So friends that we considered family. We spent holidays together and did everything together. As time went on and I started working at this collaborative co-working space, my network extended even more. And that also felt really fulfilling for me. As people, we need community. These books and the research that I'm digging into proves that, right? Loneliness is an epidemic. And we tend to think because we have X amount of followers or friends on social media that we're super connected. But the reality is the depth of connection isn't there. So in our communication study classes, there's talk about the social penetration theory. And there's this idea of the breadth and depth of our connections. So you might talk to people about a variety of things, the weather, baseball schedule, what you cook for dinner, morning routine, but you're staying really on the surface. So although the breadth is extended, there's no real depth. And peeling back those layers is where we find vulnerability, where we start to uncover our shame triggers, where we can meet each other with empathy, where we learn how to practice self-compassion. And that's really important to me. So when I moved back to the Midwest, I just figured I was coming home because it's where I lived for 27 years. It hadn't dawned on me that I was moving from the West Coast in a very liberal city back into the middle of the country to a conservative state. My husband and I are teachers and we are passionate about social justice. We are passionate about equality. We talk very openly in our house about our beliefs. And we both experienced a major culture shock when we got back to the Midwest. It was also 
um, election time, which we're coming up on now again. And it seems that everybody's worst debates were on on exposure for for all of us to see. And it was really hard. So we move into this neighborhood and I turned back into middle school Mandy. I know my values. I know my beliefs. But damn it. I was the new girl. We were the new kids on the block. And I was so scared that people wouldn't like us or accept us because we were different. I made a lot of assumptions. I studied this. I have taught this in human communication courses for years. And I'm human. And so looking around, I, you know, we... Andy and I talked about it and we got a little bit nervous and we would go for walks around the block and try to say hello. But we we had our guard up a little bit. And I thought, I want friends. I need friends here. And as I started talking to more and more neighbors, the reality, of course, is that you can be friends with people who are different from you. It is absolutely possible and over the years we've had some intentional conversations with our neighbors about differences in uh, political ideologies and even our thoughts on religion and that is so cool because i think when those conversations occurred we left with better understanding of each other and so as you get older into your mid-ish age your people start getting married So now you have your friends, maybe you're in a relationship. So you have your, your partner's friends, you have the extended groups, you have your work friends, you have your neighborhood or, or apartment hood friends, you have your gym friends, you have the friends that you see at all of your kids shit. So there's all these different groups. And I think sometimes what we do is we think that We're being social because we're always on the go. But again, we're staying on those outer layers of connection. We're not really digging in. And there's a lot of elements to this that we can learn, right? Trust is a big word and we'll learn how to break that down and understand if we're building trust with folks or how to trust folks or how to gauge whether or not we feel trust with folks. The other thing is, When we go through life experiences, friendships ebb and flow. For example, when I lost my mom, people who I never expected would reach out to me, not only reached out to me, but continued to check on me. Not only continued to to check on me, but remembered things like her death date and each year have sent me a message on April 1st. And those are the moments in relationship that matter. There were also people who I yearned for, who I really thought would show up and walk me through what was the hardest point in my life, and they didn't. And again, those are 
the waves of grief. That's a secondary loss. And it's usually not to the fault of somebody else because remember, we're a grief illiterate culture. So for a lot of folks, it is just the fear of not knowing what to say or how to say it. And they let fear overwhelm them. And instead of saying, I'm scared and I don't know what to say to you, they don't say anything. So as time has gone on, we've experienced loss again and again and again since we moved into this house almost three years ago. And we just had a talk when my brother-in-law died and when my dog died about how amazing it is to have these four or five people that are so relatively new in our lives that drop everything, ask if we need help with the kids, drop off flowers, drop off food, send prayers, watch our house for us when we traveled back to Seattle for a funeral, you know, totally unprompted. And it is such a special feeling to recognize when you've gotten to that level with somebody. And I think what we do is we use words to put people into boxes. Again, in communication classes, we talk a lot about what is the difference between a stranger, an acquaintance, a friend, family, romantic partners. And for so many people, admittedly, they say that family is blood by definition, but that they have elected family that feel more like family to them than their blood family could ever feel like. And again, when we call somebody a neighbor, what does that word mean to you? Does it equate to friendship? Is it the same? Are there different levels of it? What does community mean to you? If you're in community with a group of people, are they acquaintances? Are they friends? Are they family? How do we know where the relationship is? How do we follow the path to continue growing and deepening the relationship? And how do we understand where the relationship has the capacity to go? These are all things that I think impact us as we get older. And I can't wait for the next few episodes to really dig into some of this research in these books that can help us to identify our own path as we intentionally build our communities and our friendships because we have that option. In fact, we don't have any other option. When we were little kids, friendship happened organically. You're forced to sit in a building for like how many years of your life in school where you have classes with people in your locker is inevitably next to the same two people for many years of your life because of where your last name is in the alphabet. And then you go to lunch and for at least six months out of the year, you have the same lunch as certain people. And when you get to adulthood, all of that is stripped away. And again, when we throw in all of these other factors, job commutes and what your kids are doing or interested in, um, just life, being a caretaker, being in grief, other mental illnesses, we don't have that, you know, at our fingertips anymore. We have to work for it but it's worth it. And I think it's good work. And I think it's work that can change 
our mental health. And I think it's work that can also provide glimmers and emotional support and empathy and compassion and so much goodness to help us grow with others, especially when we live, I think, in a world, the U.S. American culture anyway, that still prides itself on individuality and individualism and doing it ourselves and pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. It is okay to ask for help. And it is really, really good to be with people. So to give you a little bit of a teaser, the books that we will be talking about in our next episodes are Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World by Surgeon General Vivek Murphy, Platonic, How the Science of Attachment Can Help You Make and Keep Friends by Marissa Franco. This one blew my mind. So it's also very interesting because it helps us to think about what we can do better and how we can change ourselves to be the type of friend that we hope to find in other people. So it really, this book Platonic really goes along with my theme of we have to do the inner work. We have to work on ourselves on the inside to see what we want to see on the outside around us. A classic, in my opinion, and I will be doing also a workshop on this. Braving the Wilderness, The Quest for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone by none other than Brene Brown. And We Should Get Together, The Secret to Cultivating Better Friendships by Kat Velos. So these are the four books that we'll be using as a guide in our conversation. And as always, I will create some lessons that will go in the show notes and I'll talk you through in episode. And I will keep reminding you to head over to our Mighty Network to engage in the conversation there over the next few weeks, which I'm really excited about. Again, my website is kindredandbrave.com. All you have to do is type that in and your invitation to our community will pop right up. If you have any questions, mandy at kindredandbrave.com is my email and I'm here to support you and I hope you will join us in this community. I pulled a very special card for us today from a deck that I bought actually for my son. It is called the Monkey Mind and these are short, easy meditations that are actually geared for children. And I have realized with the way that the last few weeks have gone, that these short, darling meditations are what my brain needs. Quick, easy, fast grounding. So this card is titled Blue Sky. And the key phrase is, the blue sky is always there. So Take a moment, take a nice big deep breath, center yourself, and remember these three things. Like the vast blue sky above, there is a clear blue sky inside you. Clouds and rain, thunder and lightning, snow and wind come and go in the sky. In the same way, powerful feelings arise like storms 
inside of us. Thoughts stir like the wind. Sometimes a soft rain of sadness pours down. Weather comes and goes, but just like the blue sky above, the sky inside us remains clear and unchanging. And I hope that gives you the glimmer and the hope that it gave me after I pulled it for my son. I can't wait to talk to you soon, and I hope to see you in our network. Have a great week.